Yes, sir. Scared. You tuning in to another edition of Infinite Vibes. What's happening, in the world? I am Moran, the man. And it's always a pleasure and a privilege to chop it up with artists who are on the come up, like right before they blow up, before the price go up, so we can say that we had them first. He's definitely out here doing his thing, going crazy, putting on. Please introduce yourself to our listeners, my guy. My name is Tino Season. What's good with y'all? I'm an 18-year-old artist from Gaston, North Carolina. Let's get right into it, man. Let's go. Boy, your voice is too deep for you to be 18, my boy. There's no way you 18. You got to be at least 22, bro. <laughs> nah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I get that a lot. Oh, gee, oh, gee. So you represent North Carolina? Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a lot coming up out of the Carolinas as a whole. I know that you're signed to South Coast Music Group. Mm-hmm. And we actually had one of your label mates on the show not too long ago. Shout out to Tia Korean. Oh, yeah, Tia, bro. She fire, bro. It says big sis right there. Absolutely. It's like the whole label as a whole is fire. So if you with them, you clearly must be doing something right. Oh, yeah. South Coast shit. SCMG shit, man. Feel. Absolutely. Must be nice. Must be nice. So, you know, let's really just start from the beginning with you because, you know, you are definitely a new artist. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people may not be familiar with you. So I feel like this would be a good opportunity for people to get accustomed to you. So coming up in North Carolina, I feel like that is a state either A, you do music or you play basketball. So... You played basketball at one point? Yeah, I played basketball at one point, played football, <laughs> okay, but right. um, it's one more thing outside of music and sports. Um, but yeah, like growing up in North Carolina, bro, you know, here it goes. You're either playing sports, doing music, or you in the streets. Mm. You know, it's either one of three. And, you know, me growing up in North Carolina, I always like stayed out of stuff. Mm. Aside from sports, people was like, okay, this is the weird kid. But I had friends, though, but... Yeah. You know, in my friend group, when we meet other friend groups, mm-hmm. they know, like, yeah, Tino's a weird kid. Just off rip. So you say weird, like, you weren't eating bugs. You mean, like. Nah, nah. Fuck no, I wasn't eating bugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you, you're you not talking about, like, you be like, musical weird, interest weird. like Just what's... pretty much, like, interest weird. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I had swag, but, like, mm-hmm. I ain't have, like, the LeBrons and KDs that everybody had around that time. You know, the Jordans and stuff. You know, I was just. Calm drip, calm, calm, calm drip. Explain that. What what would you describe as calm drip? What was you rocking? You know, back then, bro, I was like wearing the Nikes, not the forces though. Like the hyper dunks, bro. <laughs> it went outside. Oh, hey. Hyper dunks. Um, I had a pair of Tims. Okay. I did have a pair of forces, and I did have a pair of threes at the time, but I did not want to wear those. Why? Like, bro? I would like usually like just choose my converses and stuff, bro. Mm. Over like all those suits, either Converse's or Vans, because you know I used to skateboard too. Mm-hmm. Outside of like being in sports, so we won't say that you were weird. You just were different. You was your own person. Yeah, but you, bro, you know us. Like you do all that stuff, man. Like yeah, you different, but you weird, bro. Mm. You know. Okay, cool. Nah, because you know coming from North Carolina, it seems like pretty much everybody from that state, like Jordans, are like a staple for people that come well, from that state. Yeah, for obvious yeah. reasons. Yeah. You know, but. That's when you, if that wasn't your thing, that wasn't your thing. Yeah, I mean, now, more or less, it's either Yeezys, Forces, or Jordans. Like, I started getting into Jordans probably, like, around, like, 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. That was, like, around the time, like, Space Jams was coming back out and stuff, and, like, all like, hyped-up 11s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I had to be a part of that. I'm like, okay, what am I missing out on? <laughs> right. Absolutely, man. So, you know, you you brought up the streets, and most people, you know, they don't really understand how real North, that state can get in North Carolina. Yeah. Most people just assume that it's country outside of Charlotte. <laughs> right? I mean, that's, that seems like that's that's like the general, you know, conception. Well, you know, with Gastonia, well, bro, um, 
you know, with the streets and Gastonia, bro, it's like any other hood, man. Like, you know, it's it's weird, bro. You know, you got some weird people out there, you know. People try to set you up, you know, people, you know, mm-hmm. drugs, obviously all that. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't condone that. That's why, like, I never try to put myself in that because yeah. it's not cool, bro. But, you know, it does get real in North Carolina, obviously, mm-hmm. and it's seems like it's getting worse every day. You know, I I hate it, bro. Mm. You know, because, like, everybody hating on each other and stuff like that. Mm. So that's why I, I tend to, like, separate myself, not pretty much surround myself with a lot of, like, the people that got negative stuff going on. Because, you know, it's not cool. Nah, it really isn't, especially when you're trying to do the right thing. Yeah, facts. Have you encountered that? Like, like you personally, like, have you felt like since people see that you're doing all this cool stuff, people just want to come hate on you, want to... Um, it's sure been like on it. subliminal levels, honestly. Like you know, some people out there like you know that do subliminal things, but it's not really being explicit type stuff like in your face. But you yeah. know, it's definitely it, it comes with anybody in North Carolina that's trying to do something different, right. trying to get money. You know, you gonna get that. You know, it just comes with it, bro. That's what comes. So with it's it. just like just stay focused, really. Stay yeah. focused. That part. Yeah. So, you know, outside of you being your own person, what was it like for you growing up in North Carolina? Like, you know, outside of just your clothes and stuff like that, what was like the everyday thing for you? You know, being in a family that comes from sports, you know, when you grow up like that, they want you to play sports. Like, I got a dad. He played basketball. Mm-hmm. He played a little bit of football. You know, it's like. He kind of looked at it on from, like, you know, you try to have fun standpoint, but, you know, let's try basketball. Mm. And I, I was a hooper, bro. I was a hooper all the way up until, like, seven. Mm. It was like a championship game, bro. We ain't win. So I just I just was like, man, fuck basketball. I quit. Because of that one more. So <laughs> then from that period all the way up until, like, I'm 11, I'm just, like, on video games and stuff, pretty much, you know, doing stuff that kids weren't doing around those ages. You know, I was inside and stuff. That's really where I got that, like, different side of me yet mm. so then when like 11 came around you know my brother he's like yo like if you want this new iphone you know go play football or something you can have whatever you want so i'm like all right bet i'm gonna right. go play football i don't even gotta be good at it i want this iphone i ain't end up getting an iphone but i ended up getting real good at football mm. so i like liked it for a point in time but then i was just like it's not really me it's not really what i want to do mm. you know I always wanted to do music. Yeah. So it's like me doing sports. You know, I did it to keep my peoples happy, you know, do something for my peoples and whatnot, but I wasn't doing it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, no, that's good. I mean, it's, it sounds like you knew that at a young age. Yeah. So what was the moment for you where you found out music was your thing? <sighs> well, you know, the minute I, f- I found out I wanted to be an artist, you know, just early on, after hearing so much music around me, you know, my family played music and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just used to always wonder, how is it to be on the superstar level? How do they do this? I want to do this one day. This is what I really want to do. But the moment that I became an artist was probably like end of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I had this friend. He made music around the school. He was getting like a lot of attention and stuff. And, you know, being in middle school, you got the kid that's getting all the attention from doing something. You want to be a part of that. Right. So, you know, I started surrounding myself with him, learning things from him. And I ended up applying all that stuff to when I was by myself, teaching myself how to record on my phone and whatnot. Mm. And there it's like, okay, I think I could rap a little bit. Let me see if I get better at this. Let me try it out for one year. If it don't work, then I'm just back to sports. Mm. 
That's how that went. Okay, so was this classmate of yours, was he like your first favorite rapper or was this? No, nah, he wasn't my first, my first favorite rapper. It's probably like either Future or Uzi. Okay. But, you know, yeah, with him though, like I looked up to him because I was in eighth grade at the time. He was in seventh grade. So like I was looking up to what he was doing, but I'm like, okay, I'm trying to learn. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's how that was. Beautiful stuff. Because even outside of sports, North Carolina, the state, Y'all may not get the credit, but y'all have a deep lineage of dope rappers that have come from oh, yeah. producers and rappers. Uh, of course, J. Cole. Yeah. But, you know, you got guys like Little Brother. You got Ninth Wonder. You know, a lot of people have come out of North Carolina and have mm-hmm. really put on. So what are some things that you want to do for your state as far as what you represent? Pretty much, you know, make it normal that <clears throat> when you're making music in North Carolina, you do not have to run with trap. You don't have to run with, you know, trying to be like gangsta in your music. Because, I mean, it's like if you know that it's not really you, stop trying to like don't follow the crowd. Just yeah. because somebody popping in your city, all this gangster stuff and, you know, all these people that mess with this artist might think it's weird. Do something different. Right. So pretty much I'm trying to, you know, make it to the point where all the different kids can make music in North Carolina and, you know, start being known off of it. I'm trying to be their voice. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's necessary. I feel like... And know. not even just North Carolina, everywhere. I'm trying to be that voice for all the different kids. Mm. How, would you just, how would you define different, you know, when you, the different kids, in your definition, how would you define You know, that? sticking out from the crowd, bro, like, you know, say you in school, bro, you got the popular kids, the cool kids, you know, but then you got that kid that's in the back of the classroom that's really not included in everything. You know, I'm trying to make them feel something. Mm-hmm. Or, you know... You know, the girls that's at home, not out with their little homegirls and stuff. You know, I'm trying to make them have a voice yeah. type stuff. Beautiful stuff. But, you know, I want to make the cool kids, you know, feel even cooler, too. Yeah. Pretty much make music for everybody, bro. Mm-hmm. That's how that go. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Now, behind the scenes, you was talking about how you graduated from high school recently. Yeah. I still don't believe it. His voice is too deep for him to be 18, <laughs> y'all. I still don't believe he's in, he's, a, he's in junior college, y'all. I don't believe this guy's 18. <laughs> Nah, right. No, I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. So he's 18. You just graduated from high school. Yeah. Did you? So did you have your deal before you graduated or after? Um, it was like right before 12th grade started. So like the mm. end of eighth. I mean, ooh, end of 11th grade. Okay. Yeah. So what was that like? Did your classmates know you were signed? Or it was, was like okay, when the contract came into talks, I was in class. I'm telling my teacher, Mr. Smith, at the time. I think I'm like, yo, like. Bro, I'm finna uh, sign to a label. <laughs> and he's like, for real? When did you drop your first LP? I'm like, what the fuck is an LP? Wow. And I, he's, yeah, he's 18. Because, like, 18. yeah, I'm, I'm a young nigga. So yeah. I don't know what LP is. The last time I heard LP was Marshall Mathers LP. Mm. But that was me doing my research. But yeah, he's like, when you drop your own um, LP? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, so what label are you signed to? And I'm like, um, South Coast Music Group. And he's like, I've never heard of that. So I start showing on Arnold and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, this is big. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you don't know Arnold, but you know this big. <laughs> oh, no, that's real. Because, I mean, he only has the baby. He only has Tusi. He Facts. only has yourself. Real you know, talk. plaques and Grammys. Well, Grammy nominations, at least. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That's a big deal. Thank you. So how did the connection happen? Like, how did he discover you? Um, So it was like 2020. You know, this is when me and my previous manager was, like, going hard on stuff. Um, It was just us. We happened to get a whole lot of label meetings that year, but they wasn't talking about shit. Like, I would get on the phone with these labels, and they'd be like, yeah, we're just trying to check out what you're doing. What are your future plans? Mm. And then, boom, we just sit there and talk about my future plans, what I'm trying to do that year. 
And they'd be like, okay, we'll keep in contact. Boom. They never contact me again. I'm just like, bro, mm-hmm. what y'all want to steal my plans? What y'all want to watch me or something? Y'all want to watch me? Why, even put me on a call. Yeah, that's real. So, you know, it gets to a point where I'm just going through that whole summer. You know, it's COVID. So, like, I got all this time in the world working on music. So, I'm just, like, trying to shoot videos and stuff. And I think it was after I dropped my collaborative project with my producer collective flight crew. Mm. I went to go shoot a video for one of the songs. It was like August 2020. And I come back from the video shoot. My manager at the time, he hits me. He's like, yo, like some dude that's affiliated with the baby hit you up. And I'm like, you capping. And in my head, I'm like, this got to be like that Arnold guy that everybody be talking about getting signed to. Hmm. So I end up seeing my request and he's like, yo, I see you working on Phil. I'm like, oh, this is real. So I'm like, all right, appreciate it. He like, are you from out here? And I'm like, yeah. So he's like, let's get on the call. We end up getting on the call. Out of every label call I was on, his stood out the most because he's talking about how he started South Coast. He's talking about how he got into the music industry. He's telling me what he's seen for me that year and going forward and how I was different from a lot of artists that he heard, not only out of North Carolina, but the whole industry and just every artist he heard. So that really stood out to me. He's like, you know, maybe I'll get you into a studio session one day this year. And I'm like, all right, bet. What's good? You know, so we stayed in contact you know, all the way throughout that year and just all the way up until, like, the contract came to play. And that's when stuff got real. Dope, man, dope. I mean, that had to be overwhelming to know that you signed it to a label where the baby's at, you know. They go, I mean, because you got to – they really was going on a run. They was going crazy, and they still are. Yeah. But, you know, just to see what they were doing publicly, it had to make you feel something. Well, you know, with me – I had to get myself, like, used to the fact that stuff was going to get big even before I had my first manager because it's like I got that tunnel vision. Mm. So, like, with tunnel vision, you always know, like, when you locked in like that, it's always going to pop off for you when you, like, really locked in. So I just had to prepare myself, okay, if I'm going to be locked in like this, I'm going to start getting on these label calls. I'm going to get my first manager. I'm going to become signed probably before I get out of high school. You know, I'm probably going to blow up a little bit after high school. So I need to get myself ready for this. Yeah. You know, I was preparing my, <laughs> I was doing my Grammy speech in my bathroom, bro. And like, I'm, I'd be practicing for Rolling Loud in my living room, be jumping around in my unreleased music and stuff. So it's like kind of manifesting it, but preparing yourself at the same time. So it's like when this stuff does happen, it's kind of like, yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm a little bit excited on the inside in the moment, but it's kind of like, you know, I got a straight face. I mean, look, so I'm just like, yeah, yeah it's, it's cool. Talk to us about the importance of manifestation, though, because, you know, you young and you're 18. Yeah. And I've watched countless interviews where people talk about how you got some of these artists out here. They don't think they got to practice. They don't think they got to. They think all they got to do is go to the studio and report and and record. And that's it. But you're going to fail. You're preparing for (laughs) rolling loud. You know, you're really putting that energy out there so it can come back to you. Man, see, with practicing and manifesting, I think that's real big because you're preparing yourself for that moment. Because when that moment come and you're not practicing, you're not manifesting, it's like, bro, you can't act off an instinct because you was never in this. Mm. But just with, like, practicing, bro, like, you got to practice with everything. Yeah. Like, even with my recording process, I don't just go straight to the studio and record. I come in there with, like, demos, bro, that I, I have for months or, like, weeks and stuff. Mm. It's a process. You know, it's to the point where, like, my first performances, even though they were small, these people hit my manager up telling him, like, yo, he look good out here. Like, he going crazy. Like, he, I can see his star. That's because of practice. Yeah. I just ain't come out there and do that. Even though I might not have practiced a lot, mm-hmm. you know, because, I mean, 
not to blow myself up, but like this shit in me. But nah, you know, talk that talk, bro. Talk. Why know. is it in you? Why is it in you, man? Bro, talk that talk, dog. Like I be telling people, I think I'm big as yay. I think I'm big as like Uzi and them already, bro. Like I'm that nigga, bro. Mm. But you know, I keep it on a humble level because you know I know I inspire people. Mm. So you know, you don't want to be that guy who just like walking everywhere. I'm, I'm that nigga, isn't that nah? But you know, yeah, you need practice, manifest it, speak it into existence. Because yeah. if you really love this, like, you know, you got to be on that. You can't just go to the studio. Because, you know, when you just make all these good songs, you come out of the studio, who's going to listen to them? You might have a song that's better than, like, something that Kendrick got. But if you don't know how to promote, bro, you ain't yeah. shit. Bro. It's like if a tree falls in the forest and ain't nobody there to hear it, did it really make a sound? Facts. So. Nah, that's beautiful stuff, man. You know, it's it's good to hear this type of energy coming from somebody at your age. So, what is it like for you when you go back home and your peers from high school see what you're doing now? Like, what's the love like? They be like, "Oh, I'm proud of you." You know, I see what you're doing, this and that, and they just keep it pushing. Mm. And it's like, to a sense, I know some of them are really proud of me, but then at the same time, it's like, are you proud of me because you see what's going on, or are you like proud of me like genuinely? Because before this, like, nah, you wasn't telling me you was proud of me. If you really proud of me, you're going to tell me you proud of me for, you know, making this song and getting the song right out, like, trying to get right for months or something. Right. Like, you're not going to tell me you proud of me when these big moments happen mm. and not tell me to, like, keep going when I'm grinding. Yeah. I mean, you just fake, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, that's real. That's real. That's real. What are some of your goals within the music thing? Like, what do you want to do? Like, what is something that you just, oh, man, I want my first number one. I want a Grammy. I want to go platinum in a week. What I'm are trying to go goals? international. Okay. I'm trying to go international, trying to get Grammys, trying to get platinum. Bro, I'm trying to go diamond. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> there we go. There we go. You know, headline Coachella, headline, uh, bro, all in festivals. Mm-hmm. All in festivals. I'm trying to headline. And, like, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, bro. I'm trying to go number one, like. Before my big albums drop, trying to go number one with little loose singles. <laughs> that's what I'm trying to get on. It's possible, man. It's yeah. uh, possible. Talk to us about some of the game that some of your label mates may have given you. Like, I'm sure you've met the. You should. You should have met the baby by now. No, nah, I mean, not, I like, didn't. Not yet. What? Not yet. Oh. I, I, look, I want to. I oh, think it's gonna be real funny when I meet. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, have you met any of your label mates? Yeah, I've met Tusi. I've met Tia Karen. I've met D Youngin. I just met Big Molly today. Okay. I haven't met uh Black Zach yet at all. Yeah, I haven't met Black Zach. Then we signed an artist named Dusty Stay True. I've met him plenty of times. Like that's that's my guy, me and Dusty like this. So y'all like the new faces of the label, like the new new faces. Mm-hmm. Beautiful stuff. So what is some game, if any, that Tusi may have given you? Well, Tusi really ain't like give me no game. Cause like I met him at like one of his events and he's kinda like, you know, just what's up, keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Kept it at that. Okay. You know. But with Dusty, the advice that he's given me is, like, you got to have this down to a science. You know, you got to, like, really lock in. And seeing him work in the studio last year, that, like, really inspired me when I was working on my project last year to work like Dusty. But apply this to, like, your own sauce, this and that. You know, and I just pretty much just been watching everybody else, seeing how they work. Okay. Beautiful stuff, man. So you got a project that you're working on that's getting ready to drop soon? Mm-hmm. Can, you, can you give us some secrets? Let us know what, what, what can we expect. So you got some merch for me? Nah, yeah, there's some merch right here. <laughs> so the project is called Sentient, Sentient, whatever y'all want to call it, however y'all want to pronounce it. It's dropping on July 22nd on all platforms. Make sure y'all go get that. 
merch is coming out on the same day. I need Y'all, a hoodie. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got hoodies. We got hoodies, t-shirts. Bro, I was trying to get toboggans this time, but we couldn't. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I might do a drop after the uh, project comes out on my own accord and try to like have some extended sentient merch for something. Yeah. But yeah, project is coming on the twenty second. Make sure y'all go get that. It's gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. Like. 15 songs, bro. They all bangers, all heavy hitters. Oh, I just dropped two singles off of it, actually, Vetements Coat and Zetsu. So y'all go running them up now, depending on the time that this interview get put out. Those songs are out now, but if the album is out, make sure y'all go get that. Make sure y'all go support it. <laughs> so, like, what's the concept behind that name? That's a very interesting Okay, name. so, you know, you got the definition on this shirt. Mm-hmm. It's called Sentient, Sentient, however y'all want to pronounce it. Like I said, able to perceive or feel things. So why I ran with that is because all the music I was making before this project, you know, it made everybody else feel something, but it really wasn't making me feel nothing. Mm. And when I can't feel nothing from my music, it's something wrong, truly. Mm. So I just took a step back and I'm like, how am I going to make this music make me feel something, make me fall in love with my music even more? Because when you fall in love with your music, that's how new ideas come. Yeah. If I don't feel nothing from my music, that means I can't come up with nothing new. So I take a step back. I start listening to other music, you know, start watching things, you know, and it's just like it all came back to me. And I'm like, okay, let me start applying stuff that's me into my music. Because I feel like all my music before this project, you know, it was me, but it was some things in there like that really didn't apply to me and whatnot. So I'm just like, eh, I can't really like relate to some of this stuff I'm saying. I need to be able to relate to all my music. Yeah. So, you know, I just ended up making this project, started on November 2021, ended up finishing it in January, but I restarted it after I sent it to my manager, Jerry, and he's like, yo, like, you need to work on this, bro. I'm not really feeling a lot of this right now. So I ended up going back to the drawing boards, keeping a few songs from the first version, but pretty much it's a whole new project. Mm-hmm. A whole new. So what's that like having people in your corner that's going to tell you what you need to hear? Bro, you, you need it. Like... You know, I'm I'm thankful mm-hmm. because if you just in my corner telling me everything fire, bruh, bruh, like, <laughs> bruh, man, it's, you ain't even giving no script. Niggas, bruh, niggas, it's hard. Yeah, like, it's just hard. We just fart into the mic. You be like, bruh, it's hard, bruh. The oh greatest thing God. I've ever heard like, in my life. And it's like, nigga, I just farted into the mic. You know, it's not fire. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, having people in my corner telling me if a verse is weak, telling me if like the hook is weak. You know, it's needed because that's what helped me get better as an artist. If you don't got people like that in your corner, if you don't have homies that just tell you when you're messing up, it's like they're not really your homies. Mm. You know, they're not looking out for your best interests. Yeah, that's very important. Right? That's when you build in any type of business, especially in the, the industry that we're in, you need good people around you that's going to let you know, hey, man, that verse ain't it. Nah, because that's why I'm here right now. Mm-hmm. You know? Perfect, man. Well, nah, man. Well, I'm definitely rocking with you. I feel like you really you really got a lot of good energy, man. Yeah. You got a lot of good energy. Definitely want to see you make it. Definitely want to see you keep um, doing your thing. So, in closing, one thing about Infinite Vibes, we always like to ask our guests to just leave positive words of affirmation. So, what are some advice that you could provide to anybody on their way up, King? To everybody that's trying to do something different or, you know, has a goal that's out the norm or just has a goal in general, you could reach it. It's just the fact, you know, lock in on it, hone in on it, keep tunnel vision. No matter what anybody else say, if anybody try to, you know, tell you need a plan B, bruh, go with plan A until you find out that it doesn't work. Then you go with your plan B. But always stand true, stand on what you're trying to do. Don't let nobody else tell you nothing different. Because if that's what you really want to do, go after it. That part, that part. Well, congratulations to you 
on all your success. Congratulations on signing the South Coast Music Group. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man, I feel like you're on your way up there. We're going to we have a couple of these, man. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, definitely not last one. Yeah. You'll be back. You're going to be back, man. Bigger and better than ever, man. Please give our listeners a social media. Let them know how they can get in contact with you, big dog. Y'all can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, pretty much every platform at Tino Season, T-I-N-O-S-Z-N. Make sure y'all go follow me. Be on the lookout for my project, Sentient. It drops on 722. Make sure y'all go get that. Let's get it. Hey, Tino Season. Infinite Vibes, Tino Season. You in the building.